Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. I teach, I challenge, and I'm hungry to learn more. This is a podcast for crazy people. People crazy enough to do things others fear. People crazy enough to look at the world from a different angle. People crazy enough to look at the world through a different lens. Because crazy people do amazing things. Now, today's topic is a little bit unique. We're going to talk about what is better than an MBA for business. I mean, historically, if you wanted to master the game of business, you enrolled in a Master of Business Administration program. And you take up to two years to learn how to immerse yourself in the world of business. Well, today I'm going to give you another option, another consideration for becoming a business master. And we'll start with the idea that times are changing so fast. And business, business is changing even more quickly. The pandemic accelerated the digitization of industry, of business, well, six years in a matter of six months. That is correct. What would have happened over the next six years from a digital standpoint is here now. So the big question is, how does anyone from a business perspective keep pace with this change and adapt quickly? You know, it's not uncommon for people to say it's not the big that survive, it's those that are able to adapt the most nimbly. It's better to be a fast-changing business than a large, slow-to-change organization. So, let's take a trip down memory lane. I earned my MBA in 1999. Wow. I want you to think about that for a moment. What do you think my marketing classes were like 22 years ago? It's safe to say that what I learned back then is obsolete or you might say fundamentally theoretical at best. I mean, you think about the enormity of change over the last 20 years. Think how much the world of business has changed in the last 20 years. And for the most part, we have adapted to these changes slowly over time. They came at a consumption rate that we could, well, we could easily embrace. Even though some companies didn't, we slowly changed into what we are. Well, think about all of the business concepts that I learned that are still present and essential. And I don't consider my MBA a waste of my time at all. But when I look back with clarity, with honesty, you think about the rate of change 
in business pre-pandemic. I was able to keep up with the changes, not necessarily thrive with the changes, but keep up with the changing technology and how business was changing, I think, fairly effectively. But when we look at what's happened in business over the last six months, the last eight months, the last ten months, I want you to think about all the things that will never go back to being the way they were before. I mean, when I was in graduate school, I didn't learn about digital marketing strategy or using bots to perform finance tasks or DocuSign or even hosting Zoom meetings. I did not discover how to lead remote employees in my MBA program. However, we are all learning how to manage a remote workforce now. And we have changed how we recruit talent, how we hire talent, how we retain the best people, and motivate a younger workforce with different expectations. I can't tell you how many people come to me saying, John, I cannot connect with this younger workforce. But not only have we changed, our customers have changed how they buy our products and services. Naturally, this is according to the drum, naturally, as a business, you go where your customers go. And they have probably changed tack dramatically recently. With get this, 86% of consumers have admitted to changing their behavior due directly to the COVID-19 pandemic. This is by the drum. 86% of consumers have admitted changing their behavior due to the pandemic. Now, if that many customers have changed how they buy, how many businesses do you think have kept up with the changes that their customers desire? Or worse, the changes their customers are doing that they are unaware of. So with all that change going on, if I had a chance for a do-over with my MBA, would I do the same thing today? If I were a CEO and business owner without an MBA, and I were considering enrolling in an MBA program in 2021, what other option might I consider to master the game of business? Hmm, interesting question. What other options are there? Now, first, I am not, nor will I ever, negate the significance of what I learned in business school. I don't think I would be where I am doing what I'm doing today if it weren't for my graduate school experience. And look, I love to learn, and it has benefited me tremendously to have the business knowledge that I have. However, what if, what if there's a cheaper and more effective way to master these essential building 
business skills. What if there were another way to build and master these essential skills? Interesting question. So let's go back to 2016 because I experienced something quite peculiar. I accepted an invitation to attend a Vistage CEO group meeting. And to be honest, I did it as a favor for a friend. And I had no clue what I was going to observe. So I listened with an open mind to learn. For a full day, I watched CEOs work on challenging real-world business issues and opportunities. And it was mind-boggling because they were vulnerable and honest about the challenges they're facing with complete transparency. I had never observed non-competing CEOs and business owners working on their businesses together. What was remarkable? It was not theoretical or hypothetical. It was the real deal. And I became hooked. In 2017, I too went through the training, went through the academy, and became a Vistage CEO group chairman. And I came back from California and started a local CEO peer group in our community. And you might be saying, what's the big deal? What's the point? Where are you going with this, John? Huh. Fast forward three years and COVID-19 strikes our businesses. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody could plan for a global pandemic. Nobody really knew what to expect. Beginning of March of 2020, everybody was kind of frozen, trying to figure out what would happen. And I personally cannot imagine experiencing 2020 without our group. And to make matters more challenging, several of our group members are in the energy sector. They're in oil and gas. And these businesses saw sub-zero oil prices for the first time in history. I mean, think about it. With sub-zero oil prices, you could get paid to take oil in 2020. They would pay you to take it. That's no joke. So each month, virtually at first, we reported the status of our businesses. Some member companies, including my own, experienced zero sales for the first time. What do we do? Hmm. I watched this group come together to survive, share emotional devastation, and commiserate about the business climate. And then it happened. Slowly, these business leaders turned toward the future and how they would build or even rebuild 
or pivot together to survive and eventually thrive in the future. Look, there's nothing like a crisis to get people's attention. And just think about how many businesses were on autopilot before the pandemic. How many were just cruising along, not really changing, not really growing, not really doing anything differently? Our group, we started examining how the business might operate in the future. And a group of intelligent, hardworking individuals, well, they refused to allow each other to make excuses about the pandemic. Well, you know, we were having a great year, but COVID hit. We would have had great numbers, but, you know, COVID hit. Well, here's my question. How long are you going to let this virus be an excuse for your business performance? Get off your ass and get better. Get more profitable. Those were the conversations we had with each other. Looking back, all I can say is, wow. You know, there's this misconception that when someone's going through trauma that they they want you to get down and, and just be miserable with them. But I think most people are the opposite. We want someone to vigorously encourage us and challenge us to get better. I think about Tim Ferriss. I read a book years ago, and I don't remember the title of the book. Some of you may know, you may send me a comment. But I read somewhere that instead of paying $200,000 for a Master of Business Administration, an MBA degree, Tim opted to use that money to become an angel investor in small businesses. Now listen to what he thought. This is out of the box. He postulated that he would benefit from the business skills learned while he attempted to help these small businesses even if he lost all the money. So his idea was, even if I lose all this money, I'm going to benefit from helping these small businesses as an angel investor. So here was his thinking. At worst, if he lost all the money, he would gain business skills. At best, at best he would discover how to grow the value of his investments. So, if I were considering an MBA as a business owner or CEO today, I really believe I would make a different choice. Instead of opting for higher education's cleanliness, I would opt for getting my hands dirty in a business peer group. Like Ferris, I would use the money to surround myself with other people living in the business world and solve real, not theoretical, business issues. I think that immersion would be tremendous for me. And I'm not sure it can be replicated in a classroom. So comparing a business school to a peer group is like comparing military training to actual combat. No matter how effective a simulation might be, there is nothing like experiencing it directly. It is impossible to simulate the emotion 
and stress that accompanies the real thing. Now, I have no negativity towards higher education and fully endorse the merit of formal learning. I love it myself. However, there is nothing in academia that compares to a monthly grind of solving real business problems and attacking opportunities with a group of committed peers supporting you each step of the way. It is like having a group of really smart consultants focused on your issues as a business owner. And listen to this. It's not just me saying this. And this is not something new. This has been around. According to Forbes magazine, the idea for peer groups took off in the 1930s with the book, get this, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And his book introduced the concept of mastermind alliances, business owner roundtables, executive forums, and peer groups have been growing ever since. So the process, the power of the process is undeniable. And I want you to think about something. If you want to be successful in whatever, whatever business, whatever industry, I believe the fastest way to success is to surround yourself with people who are already successful. I mean, your network equals your net worth. And you've probably heard the old saying that you are the average of the 10 people you surround yourself with. Well, what if you surrounded yourself with 10 successful, highly growth-minded, hungry to learn people? What if you surround yourself with people who are smarter than you are? What's going to happen to you? I believe there's only one outcome. That you're going to get better. You're going to get stronger. You're going to get smarter. And heck, you may even become richer as a result. I'm a believer in peer groups. I'm a believer in deliberate and intentional mental growth can only come from working on real issues, real challenges, real problems. And folks, it doesn't get any realer than business during COVID-19. And I know some businesses did well, but how well did they handle the growth? How well did they scale to demand? And others were just decimated by the virus. MBAs, love them. I've got the initials by my name. But MBAs, on the other hand, can grow stale and outdated. There are going to be some general business principles that adore for the most part, but the business language is changing so rapidly. If you want to learn the language of business today, well, MBA programs are an effective method to consider. But if you want to learn how to play the business game more effectively or get the most from your investment, join a peer group focused on growth, 
performance and strict accountability. But be warned. Be warned. The most effective peer groups are not about networking. They are high-octane business laboratories with straight talk and difficult conversations. If you are thin-skinned, consider this choice carefully. So there you have it. If it were me today, 2021, and I didn't have an MBA, and I didn't know what I know about business, and I wanted to learn, and I wanted to learn fast, if I had to make a choice between investing in a higher education, a formal degree, a Master of Business Administration, or getting into the trenches with a committed, smart group of business people, I would choose the latter. I would choose the peer group. And I don't say that lightly. I mean, I'm someone that loves school. I love education. I'm even considering a PhD at some point in my future. But I really think if I were in the same position and needed to learn more business skills, a group would be my best investment. So this podcast is about going on a little bit different path. It's about taking the road less traveled. It is about being crazy enough to look at other alternatives, just like Tim Ferriss. This podcast is for people who are crazy. Crazy to see the world differently. Crazy to do things that others won't. Because crazy people throughout history have, well, they've accomplished all the amazing things. Crazy people get things done. If you want to contact me, if you want to interact with me, go to johngrubs.com, www.johngrubs.com. There are many free resources for you. You can download one of my books for free. You can see many of my YouTube videos. You have access to many, many uh, blog posts that I work on each week. And there's even a way for you to reach out to me digitally. If you want a certain topic, if you want my opinion about a certain topic, I will listen. I read every one of those emails that come to me from around the world. I mean, this podcast is being downloaded all over the globe. And I so appreciate you as listeners. I mean, you're giving me the most precious gift one human can give another, and that is your time. And I take that responsibility seriously. So if you're one of the crazy people around the world that, well, love going against the grain, that love being different on purpose, you are my people. Until next time.